Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We will preview all of that game and more with our friend as we head to our guest line, David Newton of ESPN, now joining us on the Afternoon Rush. David, thanks for joining us. How are you? I appreciate it, but God, that wasn't even close to Shania. <laughs> we'll talk well, to well, Molly. Molly said it wasn't Shania Twain. Yeah, she was, she didn't it say not, it was. Yeah, but I mean, you can't go wrong there. George Strait. Yeah, I mean, come that's on. That's all right. I mean, I know you're not taking getting any meet and greets at this point, David, with George Strait, but I don't know. We'll see. Isn't he coming to Charlotte next year, I think, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, he, he will. I mean, but still, I mean, I just don't think I would rank him up there as people I want to have my my picture with oh so, yeah. wow <laughs> david you got to start some trouble now you're talking about one of the kings of country that. music now mm-hmm. messing with but i understand david i uh, know it's shania twain george Strait. he's definitely not shania twain right. i get what you're saying that but, is you know. confirmed he can't rock the blonde she is, as well she is, shania the, twain. she is the queen of me as my t-shirt reads <laughs> Uh, David, let's talk to some Carolina Panthers before anybody gets in trouble. Yes, but Thomas it. Brown calling the plays. What are your expectations on this offense with a new play caller here following this bye week? Yeah, I think you'll see a few tweaks and uh, subtle changes out there. I think you'll see them probably commit a little bit more to the run. I was impressed with what he said the other day about to get on the field, you've got to be able to block. That includes his receivers and his tight ends and everybody. And so um, I do think they'll put more focus on being a more physical team up front. Um, I, I do think you'll try to see the, get the tight ends more involved. That hasn't happened with Frank Reich, and, and not because Frank hasn't tried, because the tight end has been a big part of his offense from the start of his career. But, but I think you'll see a more exerted effort on that standpoint and I think you're just going to see a few deep shots. I think that Thomas Brown wants to leave a little bit of an um, impact on the, what people think of this offense with him running it. And I think the biggest thing that's been missing all season has been taking a few deep shots. So I think whether he does it right away or waits a few plays or series, I think they're going to take a shot or two deep just to see uh, if they can open things up a little bit. David, when you take a look at it, what what could possibly have the bigger impact on the offense? Is it Thomas Brown calling the plays, or is it the return of Austin Corbett on that offensive line? Well, I mean, I, I think a little bit of both. I mean, Austin, as Frank Reich said today, is an alpha out there, and he's definitely one of the leaders of that group that's going to help solidify things. So, I think that'll help, but I I think that the the message that Thomas Brown sends out there and the way he can motivate his players, I think that's probably going to have the bigger impact. David Newton now joining us on the afternoon rush. And as for Austin Corbett, I know that people have been talking to him, and I know Thomas Brown has talked about, hey, you need to be physical up front. 
if he plays, when he plays, how much more significant will this offensive line be? Significantly better will this offensive line be? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt he's going to play and he's going to start this week. Um, he, he's been totally cleared. He was not uh, limited at all in practice today. So I think he'll be ready to go. Um, and I, I think the impact is going to be from that emotional leader, having a guy inside that's going to be able to step up, somebody they really haven't had. They've been relying on young guys up there in the middle, and they've really missed having that presence of, of Austin Corbett. So I think that that's where you're going to see the biggest difference. And he'll be able to help pick up some of the, the blitzes and, and the schemes that are thrown at them. So I think that, again, will, will help give Bryce Young a little more time to do what he needs to do to, to maybe take some of those deep shots. David, I know people have tried to make this Bryce Young against C.J. Stroud. Obviously, it's not about that. But as you've talked to Bryce this week, what what is kind of where is he at with this? Is I would assume he's he's not going to try to put too much pressure on himself to go out there and outplay C.J. Stroud. No, I don't think either one of them are. I think they feel like they're focused on their own game and their own team. They know they're different type players. They, they're very confident in what they are. They've known each other for forever. They started playing against each other in football in the eighth grade. Um, they played basketball. He, Bryce talked on and on about their basketball abilities and how um, he, he's more of the point guard, why C.J. Stroud is more of the shooter. And I think that's kind of the way it is in football as well. Bryce is the guy that kind of directs and manages the game, and Stroud's more the guy that's going to take his shot. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're, they're best of friends, and uh, they'll be that before the game and after the game, but during the game, they're going to be doing everything they can to, to beat the other guy, even though they're not directly impacting, you know, how the other guy performs. So, yeah, it, I, I agree. It's not about those players. What what it's about when you look at those players is how they perform so far this league. And I know the outside looking in, everybody's saying, hey, the Panthers made a mistake. They should have taken Stroud over Bryce Young. Uh, it's way, way too early to even come close to saying that, even though Molly might want to be tempted to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, way too, it's way too early to say that. I mean, again, it, it could be two or three years before you really know what each of these players can be in the NFL. Um, but it is kind of fun to, to play that game right now. And I think the biggest difference is why is C.J. Stroud playing so much better uh, than Bryce Young right now or he gotten off to a faster start. And I think a lot of it's because the Texans simplified things right from the start and played to the Stroud strengths while the Panthers kind of threw the book at Bryce Young and, and said he can handle all of that. And they scaled back since then, realizing maybe they threw too much at him. They've got him at the wristband now, so he's using that. He's never used one before in his career. And so I think all those little things you're seeing, they're, they're starting to come back to where they can focus on what he does real well to get him to the level that Stroud's playing right now. Oh, well, first of all, I'm not just tempted to say that. I am saying that pretty confidently. Thank you very much, David. David Newton, ESPN here on the Afternoon Rush. And I know you talk about you'll, you expect to see more of a run game with Thomas Brown. And, hey, hopefully maybe you see some deep shots. What do you want to see the most from this offense that has been so incompetent outside of maybe that first quarter uh, against the Miami Dolphins? What do you want to see the most going out there? Yeah, I mean, just uh, it sounds cliche, but just consistency. I mean, you're right. They got off to a great start against Miami. They couldn't maintain that. They they couldn't keep that flow going through an entire game, and they haven't been able to do that all season. So I would like to be able to see them 
pull whatever they had in that first quarter against Miami and keep that for at least three quarters, maybe four, but to get that consistency it takes to win. And I think that's one thing Bryce Young has learned during the first six games is what it really takes to win in the NFL is, is being consistent. And if you look at the teams around the league that are struggling, it's because that quarterback play has been inconsistent up and down. I mean, you, you see even some of the best players in the league at Buffalo, Josh Allen, when he's been inconsistent with his game, the Bills have struggled. So I, I think that's what they've got to do to move forward. I think they've got a chance with the schedule here to get on a little mini run and, and maybe build some momentum and, not for this season, but for next season. David, we heard from Miles Sanders this week. He was pretty blunt about his performance so far this year. So with that said, how do you expect these running backs to be used now going forward? Yeah, good question. I think they'll go with – it's going to be by committee, but I think they're going to go with the hot hand. Um, I think you'll still see Foreman – I mean, uh, Foreman Hubbard get uh, – had to go back in history there. Foreman played so well. Last <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chuba, I think you'll still see Chuba probably get a few more carries just because he's kind of earned that right as of late. But I was impressed with the fact that Miles Sanders came out and said he was disappointed in his play and what he's put out on the field and he what he's put on tape. So uh, I think you'll see he's a more motivated player to come out and kind of change the, the mindset of, of what people are thinking of him so far. And as Frank said, I think on Wednesday was, we still love Miles. They haven't given up on him. Uh, they just want to get what they expected to get out of him when they, they signed him to the big deal. So, again, I, I still think Chubo will get a few more carries, but I think you'll see both of them uh, at least get their fair shot. It, David, if, if this offense does improve, which fingers crossed it, it does, and Thomas Brown does seem to, to be the guy, is it any type of negative look on Frank Reich because uh, he came in, he was supposed to be this offensive mind, this quarterback whisper, and six games in, they start 0-6, and then Thomas Brown takes over, and he does found, find success? That's a great question, and I, I think you can honestly say, yeah, that, that'll have a reflection on Frank, but I... I think it's also a reflection on Frank to the fact that he went ahead and made the change when he did, um, admitted that, that maybe there needed to be a change, that things weren't quite working. And I think from the outside in, there were, he was starting to hear uh, you know, rumblings about, hey, we need to turn this over. And I think with the team at 0-6, if, if, if they needed their head coach to be kind of the leader of everybody, and not focused on, you know, Bryce Young and the offense. And I'm not saying that's all Frank's been focused on, but I think it gives him more time to focus on the whole team and everything else that's going on. So I think from that standpoint, I think it's a healthy move for everybody. So, David, this strange, weird season for Brian Burns has taken yet another turn. Uh, I guess an elbow injury has popped up, putting him questionable for Sunday. He wasn't out there today. Uh, they were quickly ready to shoot down any theories that he this has anything to do with the trade deadline. So what do you make of this latest uh, Brian Burns drama here in Charlotte? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's natural to think, hey, this could be related to the trade deadline. But I'm told by not only you know Frank Wright, but sources that you know this – this is strictly an injury-related thing. Uh, I, I think right now Brian probably is not going to be traded. I don't look for that to happen unless somebody comes and offers some crazy uh, deal at the last moment. I think that would have to probably probably have to have an injury to a key player on another team at the same position for them to, to have that situation come up. 
So I really don't see that happening. I don't even see any big deals uh, for the Panthers on, on Tuesday. I, Dante Jackson, to me, makes the most sense because he signed to a team-friendly deal. You know, he's he's a guy that, you know, they've got other players that can play that position. He's been injury-plagued. Uh, it, it may be time to move on from him and see if you can pick up a, a fourth-round pick if you can get that. Um, but otherwise, I, I mean, Jeremy Chen, I know, has been thrown out there. But, you know, him going on IR, it just makes no sense for any team to pick him up. So, they really don't have a lot of tradable people, to be honest. I mean, Brian, like, ideally, is, is the most tradable because you can pick up a first-round pick if you, if you get somebody to bite on that. But, again, I don't think that's going to happen right now. Talking uh, Carolina Panthers with David Newton here on the Afternoon Rush. And, David, how would you rank the, the importance of this game? Kind of a loaded question. Obviously, they're 0-6. Any game at this point is important. Just knowing like, you're going up not just against C.J. Stroud, but, but a Texans head coach who has very quickly proven he is the guy. And now you feel like there's tons of optimism there with the Texans. And in comparison to the Carolina Panthers, it's anything but. Yeah, I mean, if they if they hope to salvage anything out of this season, I think they've got to start it this Sunday because if they lose at home and lose to the Texans, the team many people before the season thought the Panthers would be better than, then that's going to put them back in that you know negative influx of whatever from everybody that um, they had before the bye week. I think right now, you know, getting that week off, getting time to kind of you know look at things, look themselves in the mirror, get everything refocused. Uh, they have a pretty good feeling. You can feel in the locker room a vibe was, was much more upbeat than it's been. So for them to maintain that, they need to go out there and get a win, whether it's an ugly win or a big win. They just need to find a way to win. And if they do that, then they got a chance next week. Then they got a chance on the Thursday night game. So if you can get two or three wins together, hey, I, as bad as it sounds, they, it, you know, NFC South is still kind of up for grabs because – other than Atlanta, and I don't think Atlanta's a team that can sustain what they've done. Uh, there's nobody that's really uh, running away with this thing. So, I mean, if they what, they win this week and uh, the, the Atlanta loses, they're, what, only three and a half games or so out of first place. So, we've been in this position before. We've seen the team uh, come back from that. I'm not saying they're going to win the South. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'm far from that. But I'm saying just to have some optimism that you haven't felt since the preseason would be – a big step for this team if they can get a win on Sunday. Uh, I am glad that you clarified that right at the end. I'm not <laughs> saying they're going to win the South because I just lol to add all of that, David, because you are right and I am waiting. The Panthers will go on a run and we will all create something of, wait just a minute, they're in it. We'll be talking December, all the different scenarios for Frank oh, You're Reich telling me team. there's a chance. Yep, we mm. love it. Uh, David Newton of ESPN here on the Afternoon Rush. David, thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. I appreciate it, and I'll leave you with this. If I said they were going to NFC South, I would expect you to play the Shania song, Don't Be Stupid, right afterwards. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's a good we one. We would have. Yeah, we absolutely would have. David Newton here on ESPN. We'll take a break and put a wrap this Friday edition of the Afternoon Rush next, 730 The Game.